I love football. I love it, you know. And so, um, you know, it's just been fun for me to, to, to go out there and enjoy it. I test my blood sugar probably about like 40 to 50 times, which is like pricking Ooh. my blood sugar um, wow. in a game. During a game? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like super like OCD. I need to know my blood sugar. But the last thing I want is for, you know, my team to, to be let down because my blood sugar is low. Do you noticeably feel like you're walking around like a jack dude? You know, like, does, is there a noticeable difference at all times? Um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel stronger. I don't know if I walk around like a Hulk or something. Welcome into the lounge. It was a big win. In my <laughs> yeah, that was a very big win. <laughs> that my big might have not even been big enough I for that win. It's pretty to- great. I totally agree. Fifty nine to ten. What a way to start. Uh, and we're going to talk to one of the guys who had a great game, and yep. that Mark Andrews here in a second. But before we do that, as you're talking about the big win, we have an audio question here from Dylan Diggs along this topic. Dylan Diggs, so let's go ahead and listen to this uh, from Dylan. Can you say big win? Can you say big win? Can you say big win? Hi guys, this is Dylan Diggs and Paxton Diggs calling um, to ask now that the first season opener was a big win. Would you guys, what is the biggest regret you have from your season predictions already? All right, super curious. Keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, so that was a good question from Dylan, and, and the star of that question was obviously Paxton. Obviously. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Paxton that was, was good. good. Um, all right, so for me, I would say right off the bat that I'm feeling like I was a little off on the under 3,000 passing yards for the wall. <laughs> I'm not feeling good How about that. How are you that. feeling about over 1,000 rushing yards? That you predicted I'm not also. Gonna, I'm not going to rule that one out quite yet. I don't feel great about uh, it after after six. What did he have? <laughs> yeah. Six in the opener? Yeah, um, that did not help. I, I'm not feeling great about that, uh, either of those. But I'm not going to rule out the 1,000 passing yards yet. I'm oh, sorry, the 1,000 rushing yards. Let me just say that I was above you on both of those. I was also, you I said 22 were, passing touchdowns to eight rushing. You said 20 and 10. Mm-hmm. So I was more on the Lamar's going to put up bigger numbers as a passer than you. So Correct. I'm looking pretty good right now. You are. Um, so I kind of immediately regret. I actually thought that on like the the first Hollywood touchdown, the on that first no, play. That's my regret. I, I think I was a little. I went a little bit lower than you on Hollywood. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, when I saw that, I, I honestly thought because I listened back to the episode this morning uh, to answer this question. Yeah. And I honestly thought that Hollywood, and this is the reason I didn't draft him in football in fantasy. I thought he would be kind of eased in. I thought the foot would probably be a little bit of a problem. I mean, even he after the game said, "Yeah, I can play through it." Well, here, dang, he, playing through it, he's playing a pretty high, high level. Well, well, here's the the thing: he was eased in. He played twelve I snaps. Know, twelve snaps, exactly. It's just like he was so good in his twelve <laughs> snaps. <laughs> you know, like it didn't matter. It, he was eased it's in. He crazy. just made him count. I know. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and jump into this podcast uh, with Mark, and uh, then we're gonna get some to some more questions after we talk to Mark. But we don't want to delay the interview with him any longer. So here it is with Mark Andrews. All right, Mark. We got to start with the most important question, and that is, what was Baker Mayfield's wedding like? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there were a ton of Oklahoma people, um, a ton of Browns fans, or and Brown, not oh, fans, but the worst. Um, Ugh. 
Browns coaches, players. So, um, kind of had my mind my own business, and <laughs> it was it was a good time. You, you don't talk to anybody. Just keep your head down. Don't, that's when you, that's don't what, say anything, reveal anything. <laughs> that's when you try to get them to kind of reveal some stuff. You're with all those guys, had a few drinks, couple like, beers, exactly. You're like, hey, so what do you guys think about doing on offense this year? Yeah, <laughs> we asking, got a mole. We got asking a mole. Freddie Kitchens all the insights about yeah. what they're going to do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So who's who's a bigger wedding dancer, you or Orlando? Um, I'd say Orlando, Orlando for sure. Really? Um, I don't know if he danced a ton. I may have danced more than him because I had to because I was in the wedding. Oh, okay. um, but I, I would say he's a little more outgoing than I am in that sort of situation. What's What's his go to move? What's yours? You guys like electric <laughs> shuffle kind of guys? What, what are you Sprink- the, sprinkler? the sprinkler, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I could so see you being a sprinkler guy, doing the, the fishing pole. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything as awkward as possible. <laughs> So tell us about the Miami game. I mean, you have your first 100-yard game of your career. Kind of, you know, really, I don't want to say breakout. I mean, you had a breakout season last year as a rookie. But do you feel like this could kind of springboard you into an even bigger season? Um, yeah, you know, I think it was a good first game. You know, I think, um, you know, I put in a lot of hard work in the off season, And, um, you know, I had a really good training camp. And, you know, I'm just trying to build each and every day and get better and, um, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, it's, it is what it is. I don't really care about yards and, and, and catches and all that. You know, that's what we gonna, do. Yeah. We play fantasy football. <laughs> that's why we can't ask you these questions. That stuff's going to come. You know, I'm just trying to get better, do whatever I can to help this team win. And, and you know, obviously, you know, those catches and everything will come. And I'm excited about my role for the future. Do you think you'll have a touchdown where you're more wide open than you were on Sunday? Um, you, you, you had some space there. Yeah. You know, I don't, that was a, that was one of the easier touchdowns, I think, but I should have actually had three touchdowns that game. Well, you think about the one where you, the, the long, long pass, the long pass, the long pass. I was on the one yard line. Right. What was the third? Um, they, they held me. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I beat the guy and he, he held me. That's and, right. Mm-hmm. They, you jo- they threw the flag at least. They did. They did. So got right. some credit for that. Who, so, in, who, did, who ended up scoring on the play where you, where you went down to the one? Mark, I think. It was Mark, and the other one was, was it Mark? I think it was Mark both, both times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have him, I have you both on my fantasy yeah, team, exactly. so I can't argue. Yeah. took both yeah. my touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> he owes you, he owes you. Uh, so just, I mean, how jacked up were you for, for Lamar? A- mm-hmm. And just for the offense as a whole. I mean, after all the talk, all offseason about the offense, for you guys to go out there, and for Lamar especially, after mm-hmm. what he's been through this offseason, to, to have that kind of performance. Yeah, his journey has been crazy, you know, especially with the Ravens. And, and last year, you know, getting the start after Joe and then, you know, winning all these games and then, you know, still people doubting him. And um, he's put in a ton of work. And just to, to be able to see, you know, everything, you know, kind of come together after training camp and having an amazing camp. And, um, you know, he's a complete quarterback. And so um, the way he, that he throws the ball, that people don't get him give him credit. And so um, it was awesome to be able to see him have a day like that. You know, those those type of days aren't, you know, very common, especially in the <laughs> NFL. Um, so it was just a, a, you know, a prolific day for him, and I'm happy for him. You know, I'm happy for this offense, too. Just uh, we've told everybody this is going to be a different type of offense, you know, around the NFL. And so we're going to change some things, and um, we got a more a lot of more things coming. Right. So we're going to – the NFL should be ready. So after, after the game, we all get on the buses, and I get on bus six. You know, us – Slappies like me, they say, get on the last bus. Yeah, they're usually like, hey, catch an Uber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can hold on to the bumper and follow. <laughs> yeah. um, so I get on the last bus. It wasn't started. It was hot as Hades on okay. that bus. I'm like, nah, I'm moving to bus five. Sit down right in front of Mark. And you look like you were pretty tired after that game. <laughs> yeah, that was you were a- just like, I'm settling in. 
<laughs> that was one of the hottest games I've I've ever played in. I remember being in, in warm ups and just I didn't even I couldn't even run a route because I didn't want to exert myself. Really? Yeah, it was it was hot, humid, and um, I'm hoping that we don't have too many more games. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Miami in September, the first weekend. I think that's about as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, so today you talked about kind of your preparation coming into the season try to get kind of bulk up during the offseason. Can you talk a little bit more about like what your goal was at like, the end of last season and then what you did to kind of get to this point here today? Yeah, um, you know, after the season done, kind of just looking back and um, looking at myself in the mirror, what I did good, what I did bad. And um, for me, I know what my bread and butter is, and that's, you know, running routes, getting open and all that stuff. And so that's something I continue to work on and will always continue to work on. But, um, you know, also seeing that, you know, I need to be able to block more in, in, in situations where when I come on the field that, you know, defenses aren't, you know, game planning, that this is only going to be a pass because Mark's on the field. So, um, you know, put a lot of work on getting stronger, um, being able to, you know, block, you know, move my feet and drive and, and stuff like that. It was something that, you know, I really emphasized um, on my offseason. Can you work with your you work with your brother? I did. And he's yeah. older or younger brother? He's older. He's 20, 27, I believe. Okay. And, How yeah. big is he? He's a big guy. You know, he had a, he had a couple offers out of high school for DN. So, um, he's around six, four, two forty. So okay. he's, he's a big guy. Well, but you know, but what are you at? Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> 260. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, hey man, can you work with me? I want to work on blocking. And then you're just pushing around all day. Like, <laughs> you can beat up your big brother. That's yeah. like every younger brother's dream right there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this off season, we're going to get a pad so I don't have to hit him. <laughs> yeah, that was, he's like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done being the blocking dummy. <laughs> That's right. No, but it's helped a lot. And, um, you know, you need people like that in your life to, to be able to get you where you want to be. Because last year, I mean, how many plays were you in on where a run was called like it wasn't very many, right? Um, you know, I think, you know, they did a, a good job of trying to hide some things. Right. Um, and you know, I think I, I blocked definitely more than, you know, the average fan might think. Gotcha. Um, and they, they try to make it so that they can't game plan. And, right. um, you know, especially this year, uh, I know now coach Giro is, you know, gonna, um, you know, do a great job of putting me in those situations. Yeah. Yeah. How much stronger do you feel like, do you noticeably feel like you're walking around like a Jack Dewar? You know, like, does, is there a noticeable difference at all times? Um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely feel stronger. I don't know if I walk around like Jack and the Hulk or something, but. You're doing, you're doing like the guy while I'm in the gym here, right? Like this. Yeah, my traps. Your traps, the traps just permanently stuck. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot stronger. Coach uh, Steve Saunders has done a great job with, with all the tight ends. And so, you know, credit to him. The one thing that we definitely notice is that you're playing with more swagger this mm-hmm. year. Like when you would go through training camp practices, I loved it because it, I don't know if you, we can't necessarily tell if you're talking trash, but it sure looked like whether you were saying anything, you were doing some trash. You, Pretty you, sure you're saying something. Yeah. I don't know if you were saying anything, but you would spin the ball. You would get in guys' faces. You got chippy at times. Like, I thought you might get in a fight at one point in training camp. Mm-hmm. I thought you and Kenny Young were about to throw down. <laughs> Probably were. Uh, that's, the, that's the part about football. It's a competitive sport and, um, I love football. I love it, you know? And so, um, you know, it's just been fun for me to, to go out there and enjoy it and, and practice hard against our guys. And now finally getting to go against other people and, and continue that competitive fire is what makes people great. Is that part of like just your progression? Like as a rookie, I'm guessing you get here and part of it's just like, you're just kind of feeling things out. You don't want to be the rookie that comes to here and starts mouthing off. Do you feel more comfortable? Is that why it is? is that kind of part of the progression? Yeah. You know, when you get here, you're kind of, everything is so fast. The game is so fast that you're really not able to kind of slow everything down and um, enjoy it and, you know, take, you know, defensive for what it is. But now I'm able to, you know, kind of be confident and, um, you know, play my game and, and play how I want to play. And so um, I think that's kind of showing a little bit more um, in terms of, you know, training camp, you know, getting after mm-hmm. people and 
um, kind of showing my swagger, if you may. Yeah. yeah. You had pretty similar rookie numbers to George Kittle, and, and he's just a guy that I think of when I think about you. And then he kind of exploded in year two. And I know you don't want to talk about numbers, but is he a guy that you look at and you say, hey, maybe I can have an arc like that? Um, yeah, you know, obviously he had an insane year yeah, last year. I mean, year. he had like a record setting yeah, year. Yeah, prolific. So it's, um, you know, it's hard to compare yourself to a guy like that. But, you know, for me, it's just, uh, you know, I, I know I'm going to get touches and, and catches and all that, but I'm just trying to help this team win. You know, if that does happen, great. Um, you know, I, I know I have the ability to do some stuff like that. So um, yeah, I'm not really sure uh, if I'll have those numbers, but mm-hmm. um, maybe. This offense is a little bit different. Yes, for sure. <laughs> We did. We both picked you to lead the team in catches. That's true. Receiving yards and touchdowns. Last week we did our season predictions podcast. Now I will say that we're pretty terrible at the predictions. So right. take that for what you want. Knock on wood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You're not laughs> Knock right. on wood with you. Um, how cool is it here to have it be Oklahoma East? Like, are you? It's just Oklahoma guys everywhere. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's you know so unique. Um, you know, I think. You know, it kind of shows you what the Costa, you know, believes in that Oklahoma team and um, what the offense is all about there and the guys. Um, and obviously, Orlando and I coming in last year and, you know, making a difference on offense and um, drafting two more guys this year. I think it kind of you know, shows uh, that they have a lot of trust in, in that organization. So uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to be able to, to have these guys back on the team and playing with the, these guys. I'm curious, like, do you feel like your success, you and Orlando last year, had anything to do with him taking Ben and Marquise? Because, like, if you guys were a couple of stiffs, mm-hmm. they might have been like, eh, we're not going back to that well. Um, I'd like to think so, yeah. I'm sure it did. Yeah. I, I got to believe that it did. I'm sure yeah, it did. I, I think so. Um, you know, I think if we were just, you know, kind of, you know, bust or whatever, right. they would you know, look at it differently. But um, Orlando and I definitely kind of, you know, you know, turned some heads last year, and so I think they have some confidence in that program. Do you see this offense, does it remind you at all of the Oklahoma offense? I know Greg wanted to kind of inject more college uh, themes and, and feel into it. Does it remind you of what you did? Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely some similarities, and, um, you know, we're just so dynamic. And, and again, you know, in college we have a lot of, you know, um, taking what the defense gives you and, and, you know, it's a numbers game. And so it's a lot of that is here. And, you know, G Rose done a great job of, um, you know, putting guys in the best situation to win. And that's what it's all about. I'm sure another similar component was seeing Hollywood Brown flying past <laughs> defenders. And it's the answer. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, just, just how neat was that? And, uh, you know, what was going through your mind as you saw him score those touchdowns? Um, it was almost like deja vu. Like I've played so many games with him where, you know, it's a, the first play of the drive and, you know, off goes Hollywood, you know, right. scoring this 80 yard <laughs> touchdown. So um, it was awesome. Incredible to see, you know, it's not, you know, every day you see a guy in his first game get a hundred and, you know, whatever, 43 yards or whatever it yeah. was. And um, incredible. So it was, it was definitely a little bit of deja vu for me. What was he like in Oklahoma when he, when he arrived? Like to me, when I met him at the draft, like you're kind of struck by, he's pretty quiet, mm-hmm. but like persona wise, he's, he's got like the Hollywood persona and he's yeah. got the chain, he's got the grill and he's got like the swag and all of that. But like, then you talk to him and he's pretty quiet mm-hmm. and he's, he's small, he's a small guy. Yeah. And so like, what was he like? And what did you think when he first got there as this transfer kid from the small school at Oklahoma? Um, man, this guy is skinny. Uh, <laughs> right. That's what, that was like my thought too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you know, it was kind of, you know you kind of saw it right away, just his ability to, to run by guys and, and stuff like that. But like you said, he's kind of a, um, he's a quiet guy, but he's got a lot of, you know, confidence and swagger to him. Um, and kind of just his whole persona is, is a little bit bigger than, um, what it is when you actually talk to him. Yeah. Uh, It's a little bit like Lamar in that way. I mean, he, Mm -hmm. he's, 
I would say Lamar's not Florida as quiet thing. as him, but like they have this like definite like we know we're good kind of thing, <laughs> but we're not going to shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, yep. you know, for sure, it, it's interesting. So uh, you're getting ready to play against your hometown team, yep. Arizona Cardinals. Uh, were you a big time Cardinals fan growing up? Um, I wasn't like a big big time Cardinals fan. Yeah. Obviously, I looked at them um, and was a fan of them, um, but didn't have like great years um, so <laughs> right. it was a, kind of hard to be a Cardinals fan at, at times but um for the NFL it was probably my team yeah okay who who was your favorite Cardinals player um probably Larry Fitzgerald for sure that's, that's a good yeah. one <laughs> and you were a wide receiver in high school yes yeah right. so, so you you at Desert Mountain High School just did a little wikipedia before I came in here. Yeah, we, do, we do great research. Great Wikipedia, research. always accurate. Oh, always perfect. <laughs> no doubt. That's where I got all my college reports from. Uh, so I found out that you held the Arizona high school record for career receptions yep. until Cade Warner, <laughs> the son of Kurt Warner, broke his record. So I now I see why he's no longer really a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really care about his son actually, uh, he actually was the OC of my high school. Really? And his son played for my high school as well. So. Oh, so he was feeding his kid. Yeah, he, they just threw to him literally every play. Oh, that's, that's an asterisk. Next to that record. We can basically say Mark still holds the record. I had to earn that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on a serious note, obviously you've talked about this before, but you have type 1 diabetes, mm-hmm. and, and you've dealt with this throughout your entire life. And uh, how can you talk at all about how much of a challenge or a struggle is it? Um, and is it is it? a challenge like on a daily basis for you in the NFL. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, it's um it's it's hard to really describe to people, but you know, people, you know, living with diabetes, um, you know, it's it just adds a whole different, you know, element, you know. So I'm always thinking about um what my blood sugar is, what I'm eating and, you know, how much insulin I'm giving myself and, you know, for the regular athlete, they just you know, eat, you know, drink Gatorade and all this stuff and, you know, I can't, you know, it's it's a it's twenty four seven of me worrying about um, you know, something that other people don't have to think about. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, my diet and, um, you know, testing my blood sugar and, and, and hydration, you know, I'm not able to drink, you know, sugary things because, um, it's harder for me. So, you know, I have to drink things like Gatorade zero and, um, it's, there's, it's just so many different, you know, layers to, you know, having type one diabetes and, and being, um, a professional athlete that, um, just makes it a little bit harder than, um, on me than everybody else. Do you track like you meal by meal? I mean, do you, do you have a chart or anything like that? that you're literally tracking everything that's going into your body. Um, I don't track, um, you know, like meal by meal, but I'm, I'm pretty good about, you know, I've, I've had it for a while. So I'm pretty good about knowing what to eat, um, and, and how to make sure that my body's peaking at the right time. So I kind of understand my body gotcha. more so than a lot of other people do. And, and how do you handle it during a game? Um, you know, I, obviously the trainers, um, are always looking after me, but, um, I test my blood sugar probably about like 40 to 50 times, which is like pricking my blood sugar, um, in a game during a game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like super like OCD. I need to know my blood sugar, but the last thing I want is for, you know, my team to, to be let down because my blood sugar is low and I'm not playing at my best ability. So, cause, cause you would just get a little bit more like lethargic what what would happen if if it's not at the right level so lower would be more like super jittery um kind of out of sorts and um you know definitely you would i would be like dropping balls stuff like that it would be super common um but you know being higher is more like um extremely tired um getting tired out way before everybody else is getting tired so um there's different you know uh, telltales that you know kind of 
go with being higher or lower with their blood sugar. So 40 to 50 times a game? Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, um, you know, I just kind of, kind of abuse my, my fingertips. Seriously? Yeah, but it's, uh, my, I'm so used to it and, um, so I don't even really think twice about it. I'd rather have my numbers be good than my, my fingers. Be <laughs> Let me see your finger. Do you have like, do you wear gloves? Um, I, I can't do. even see yeah. anything. Oh, I see right there. Yeah. yeah you kind of got to look closely at them. Yeah. Like little blisters kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. They're all scarred up. So yeah, that's, that's crazy though. <laughs> I mean, that's like every play, like you come out and, and yeah, your... when I, every time the defense is on, I'm, I'm testing about three or four times, um, in that little moment. And, and do you wear a, a, like a thing that they can track on the sideline? So also? I have a continuous glucose monitor, right. um, which I use, you know, outside of football. But when I'm playing football, it's kind of, it's, it's Bluetooth. So it's connected to my phone. Um, don't really have phones on the sidelines. So right. I don't, um, I don't rely on that. I use my own um, tester kit at that point. And you had a, a scary incident in college. Mm-hmm. Can you just share that story with the listeners? Yeah. So I, uh, in college, um, it was my freshman year. Um, we had a morning practice and it was kind of a change of schedule for me. And, and, you know, for, for diabetics, anytime you have a, you know, different schedule, it's kind of always when things go bad. And after practice in the morning, I, I went and took a nap. Um, but at the time I didn't have this Dexcom. I didn't know what my numbers were doing and, um, my blood sugar was going low. Um, and so when I was taking my nap, it kind of went so low where I went unconscious in my sleep. Mm. Um, and my roommate comes in, tries to wake me up and, um, you know, as he's waking me up, my, my eyes, eyes are rolled back in, in my head and I'm not, not responsive. And he calls my mom and my mom tells him to call 911. Um, and the only thing I remember from the situation is, um, you know, waking up and, and seeing like, uh, it was like six or seven, um, you know, random men around me, not knowing what's going on. It felt like a dream. And, you know, finally coming back into things as they had an IV in me getting, you know, the sugars back up and, um, realizing that, you know, my, I, you know, basically had passed out in my sleep and, you know, these are, you know, paramedics here to help me. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, so, a, so you did, they came and just kind of did it right there in your room. You didn't have to go to the hospital, but no. they, you kind of came back too. Yep. That's really scary. I mean, how much did that affect how you handled everything? Yeah. You know, anytime you have a scary situation like that, for me, it was more so, um, I didn't want to ever put my family in that type of situation again, being away from home, you know, I scared my mom to death, scared my, you right. know, my dad, my whole family. So, um, I'm always, um, you know, more worried about, you know, how they're feeling. Um, you know, I know I'm going to be all right, but, um, just making sure that they know that, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of myself and I'm, and I'm good to go. Right. One thing that I think is, is pretty impressive with you in this area is that you have kind of become a model to, I think a lot of young people or mm-hmm. people who are dealing with diabetes in general, that they look at you and they say like, wow, I'm, I may be a kid that's in high school and this player, this person is in the NFL and they've made it there. They've not had this held them back. Do you take that? I feel like you do. I feel like you take a lot of pride and you take it very seriously that like you carry the flag. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. There's no <laughs> doubt. And that's something you know, I love. I love to play football. Um, but the beauty of, you know, playing in the NFL, it's the highest stage. So I have this huge podium that I'm on for, um, you know, kids with type one diabetics and, you know, type one diabetics all over the world to, to look at me and say, Hey, this guy can do it. You know, maybe I can too. So, um, just to show them, you know, to follow your dreams, you know, every, anything you want to do in life is possible with type one diabetes. So, um, that's something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's something that I always, you know, use the NFL for. All right. Something else that's a very serious topic is, uh, the bachelor. 
<laughs> Here we go. Um, so during our media day, we asked a lot of different questions to guys as you come through. And one of the questions was, who deserves their own reality show? And it came up over the course of the day that you should be on The Bachelor. Thoughts? <laughs> a lot of different players to this. Yes. Um, so The Bachelor is the one with a bunch of girls, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got that right. Correct. Um, yeah. But you're the one guy with a bunch of girls that are on the on the show that are all interested in you. Yeah, I mean it would be it'd be interesting. Um, I don't know if I have the again. I don't know if I have the personality for it. You know, I don't know if I can talk about my emotions and <laughs> on, on camera like that. Um, that takes a different type of person. But um, you know, maybe. Okay. All right. If they if they come, well, you could do the bachelorette. You know, where there's one no, girl I'm, and then I'm not doing. You're that. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> you're out of the not doing that. The question. Have you ever dated multiple girls at the same time? <laughs> um, no comment. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> That's what he's telling them now. They didn't know. Yeah, but, exactly. you know. Anyway, we'll let you out. That's a way to finish. Thanks for joining us, bud. Thanks, Scott, for having me. Yep. Thank you so much, man. All right. Well, really good stuff from Mark. Uh, and we have so many questions right now. People are hitting us up. People want the t-shirt. Let's not lie. That's true. Uh, people are hitting us up, and you can always hit us up at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Garrett, we have three more questions. Yeah, two written questions and one audio question. We'll start with the audio question first. It comes from across the world, the other side of the world, from Australia. Ooh. From Chris. A question said, from Down Under. Yeah, who said he was literally was watching kangaroos hop across his front yard as no. he was sending this. I don't know if that no was way. serious or not, but that's what he said. That's cool. So here's a question from Chris. Hi Garrett and Ryan, this is Chris hitting you up from all the way over in Australia. I'm sitting here having a bonfire and a couple of beers and I'm watching my dogs chase some kangaroos through the paddock. Uh, But I had a couple of questions for you guys. The first one is regarding that first half in Miami. Is that as close to the best half of football, the most perfect half of football that you'll ever see? The Ravens scored six touchdowns. They had a defensive turnover. They had a special teams turnover. They had zero incompletions. And they ended up with 42 points on the board by the half. I've been following this game for a long time over here. And I've never seen a better half of football than that. So, yeah, uh, to answer his question, yes, I think that first half was as close to perfect you're ever going to see. I mean, that's about as good of football as you're ever going to see. Yeah. I'll share this story uh, a little. <laughs> Peel back the curtain a little bit. Pull back the curtain. Um, I was in the press box down in Miami. We didn't do our travel draft online, but I got Miami. Every year, got to do it. Yeah. Um, so I was down in Miami, and I'm in the press box, and you know I'm only a few feet away from Eric DaCosta. And in the first half, you see Mark Ingram's 49-yard run. Yep. Sign, sign that guy this offseason. Check. Yep. Looks like a pretty good signing. Then you see Hollywood Brown go off for two touchdowns. Yeah, my first draft pick. Check. Check. Yeah. yeah. Double check on that one. Earl Thomas interception. A check. Right. You know, it's just, what else? I'm, I'm missing one. Miles Boykin. Yeah. Also later in the game. Yeah. yeah. So, DaCosta when Hollywood scored the second touchdown, kind of just looks to the people around him, and, you know, it's George Kikinis and Joe Ortiz yeah. and Ozzy, and and just, like, eyes popping out of his head, mouth slightly ajar, like, is this, <laughs> is this real or uh-huh. is this my dream? All my dreams coming true right now in one moment. It, yeah. was, it was really cool to see, like, him just 
Everything he touched so, turned to gold. So basically what you're saying is Eric was sitting there drinking champagne in the press box. Basically. <laughs> I mean, we all were. He was popping was, the bubbly. It was really cool, but it was funny to look over and see him. Like, it, it was neat. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so let's get to a couple more questions uh, here. These are both written questions. This one comes to us from Mark, and the subject header of this email uh, was Mink talking out of his butt for 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, so, was which it was, or was it, it something else? It was probably. I mean, that's the edited version. Okay. Uh, he says, I love the show. <laughs> I enjoy all the content on the app. He's a diehard Ravens living in Steelers country. Uh, Mink is wearing rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Mink wearing rose-colored glasses yeah. should be our secondary logo this season. By his projections, the Ravens are going to score more points than the greatest show on turf. Yep. Yes. Hey. 59. He also says what this. Glasses? Hey, hey, Mark. Mark says, I'd be shocked if Boykin and Brown combined for more than five touchdowns. Well, hey, Mark. They got, hey, Mark. They got three. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Who's got the rose-colored glasses on now? Whose glasses are crystal clear, Mark? But this is <laughs> but this is where I agree with Mark. He says, breakout players, because we had the breakout uh, player discussion. This, breakout players on a national level is a very different We're conversation. Not talk- this isn't a national podcast. We're talking to Ravens. Humphrey fans. had some buzz, but until he goes to a Pro Bowl, average fans across the country probably have no idea who he is. Andrews, Mark, who we just talked to, would be a great breakout candidate. So is Peanut. Patrick Ricard? Come on, Mink. We're t- Come we're, on, Mink. We're talking to diehard Ravens fans and then Marcus, They all know about Mark Andrews and Peanut and what they've done. Mark says, what happened to all the drafts also? Well, that's what I said. We didn't do the travel draft this year because yeah. Cliff fouled it up. It, it's all thrown off. We yeah. should have done it anyway. Yeah. Just for fun. But I got Miami, and that was a great one. Let me tell you. It was so They're, good. Well, I mean, you saw an incredible game, and obviously it's a beautiful place. Obviously. Hung out on the beach before the game. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, we have another question, but we'll save this one for next week. And then also, uh, before we go, we want to get talk a little bit about John Eisenberg's new podcast. If you guys automatically subscribe to The Lounge, you will see this in your feed. It's called What Happened to That Guy? First episode is out uh, where he talks to Jermaine Lewis. And it's just a great podcast. So we've got a little trailer here. This is a little plug for John Eisenberg's podcast. Take a listen. I knew that it was coming as far as the end of football, but I really didn't have a solid plan of which direction I was going to go to. You think you'll figure something out. Because I really put all my focus in on football. That was a mistake. Just knowing the age that I am now, I haven't played football maybe 15 years. You got to have something that's going to occupy your time or something that you can start a second career at. That's where I got to the game late. All right, so if you haven't listened to the full thing yet, I definitely recommend doing it. Uh, great storytelling. John is gifted uh, when it comes to telling stories. And it's a lot shorter than our podcast. He doesn't flap his, gum as mu- his gums as much as us. Well, you take up so much time, so much bandwidth, so <laughs> <laughs> I blame you for that. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening, and I can't wait for a... Is this Miami? I know. Uh, Is that right, a wait, Miami song? Wait, let me try it again. <laughs> I can't wait for a big win against the Cardinals, baby. That was bad. Ha, ha, ha.